In the last days, it will be God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young people shall see visions, and your old people shall dream dreams. Today is Pentecost. There is something stirring in the air. All of us gather here, either physically or through technology, to witness God at work. This service will have some different elements to it. Follow the cues around you. Go with your instinct of what to do and be ready to join in. Please join in the call to worship printed in your bulletin. Can you hear it? Escucha. The mighty winds fill this place. Can you see it? Mira. The people gather here from every corner of the earth. Can you feel it? Presta atención. The Spirit is being poured out on each of us. The Lord's great and glorious day is at hand. El día de Señor es ahora. What will the creative spirit do? As we ponder this question, we remember who God is. I invite you to turn in your green sing the journey to number 27, God of the Bible, and please stand as you're able.
let's turn in the same book to number six. We will sing all translations except French. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They were gathered to celebrate Pentecost, Shavuot, the Jewish celebration of the gift of the Torah, and the gathering of the spring harvest. Those gathered consisted of 11 disciples, plus the newly named disciple Matthias, and most likely also included Mary, the mother of Jesus, Jesus' siblings, and some other women. They, like other Jews from all of the known world, had made the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. We can imagine that their time together included prayer for each other, for the world, and for the continuing work that Jesus began. Please join with me in prayer as we gather together in one place. God of hope, you promise peace to all, near and far. You are the source of comfort and healing. We pray for those dear to us. We remember the family of Richard Hostetler, especially remembering Helen as Richard died earlier this week. And the family of David Lehman. Enfold them in your comfort and care. We also lift to you Don Spillman who 
was recently in the hospital and now is undergoing care at Greencroft Healthcare. Bring him encouragement and healing. We lift to you Viva Garber as she recovers from a fall and give thanks that no bones were broken. Comfort her and Leonard in their home as Viva recovers. And God, we ask you to enfold Karen Schwarzentruber in your care as she recovers from surgery on her hand. God, you know that Karen depends on her hands for her livelihood, and we just ask that you bring her encouragement and swift healing. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You empower us to witness. We pray for our neighbors, for the global church, and for all of creation. We pray for the world, that your reign may come and your will be done on earth. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. We offer you other concerns that we carry on our hearts. God, we especially lift up all those who will be involved with Bible school this week, the coming together of several churches and many volunteers and many children in our midst. We know your spirit will be at work and we ask you to touch each heart, give strength to the leaders, and create faith-forming memories for the children gathered in this building. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. God of power, we call upon you. Restore us with the breath of your holy presence that we may see the vision of your shalom and proclaim your good news to the world. Through Jesus, who taught us to pray, we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we have heard in these last several weeks, the followers of Jesus had been promised, you will receive holy, holy, 
the Holy Spirit has come upon you, imagine their anticipation as we sing, Holy Spirit, come with power. Please turn in your blue hymnal to number 26. Holy Spirit, come with power. I invite you to sing this with power, with rhythmic energy, with strength. The traditional scripture for Pentecost was the Book of Ruth, a story that centers on the spring harvest the Jewish people celebrated as a part of Pentecost. In the days when the, the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem and Judah went to live in the country of Moab. He and his wife and two sons, the name of the man was Elimelech.
Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in the native language of each. Astonished and amazed, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Estos no están borrachos como suponen ustedes. How can they be drunk? It's only nine in the morning. No, en realidad lo que pasa es lo que anunció el profeta Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Los hijos y las hijas de, de ustedes profetizarán. Tendrán visiones los jóvenes y sueños los ancianos. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit on those last days and they will prophesy. Arriba en el cielo y abajo en la tierra mostraré prodigios, sangre, fuego y nubes de humo. The sun will be turned into blood and the moon into darkness on, those, on that day, that coming day, that great and glorious day of the Lord. Y todo el que invoque el nombre del Señor será salvo. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We just experienced an interruption. It was maybe a little chaotic. It was brought back into order by Peter. There's no doubt that something just happened. A lot of today's sermon has already been preached. Uh, but, but I'm going to call our attention to just a few things. Get your Bible if you have it or pull up your Bible app on your phone if you need to. Let's look at, look at some things. Uh, turn to Acts 2 and read Acts 2.1. Pamela already pointed our attention to this a little bit earlier. They were all gathered together in one place. Who is they? 
Do we know who they is? Uh, if you look at Acts 1.14, right before it, uh, they were praying together with certain women, including Mary the, mother, Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. And we know bef- that uh, right after this, they choose a new 12th member. So it's probably this group of the 11 plus one new one and Mary, the mother of Jesus, Jesus' siblings, some other women. Don't you like how that always comes up? Um, so it's, these are the people. These are the they who are gathered. And now, who are they speaking in tongues in front of? We heard a little bit of that in the scripture reading, right? It's people from all over, literally a 360-degree radius of Jerusalem is where all of these people are coming from. But what do all of these people have in common? Anyone? Huh? The Spirit. The Spirit. They do. They have this common experience. Yes, and the Spirit is in common. And they have come here to Jerusalem for Pentecost because they are Jewish. They are all here because either they were born Jewish or they are proselytes. They have come into the Jewish faith. And that means that all of them are insiders. Why is that important? Well, what does it mean to hear something as an insider? Uh, it, it means that when things are referenced, we kind of automatically know what they mean, and we know layers of meaning. So, for example, if I say, Alleluia bells, many people in this room know what I'm talking about. You connect it, not just with a definition, but with a particular time and a particular place, and maybe with some feelings, whether those are positive or negative, and, and some symbolism. So there's not explanation needed for many of you that on Easter Sunday we ring bells or keys if we have run out of bells every time we hear the word alleluia. I don't have to use a lot of words because when I say alleluia bells, many of you get what I'm referring to. That's how it is for the gathered audience in this story. Why does that matter? Because this entire text is a big mirroring of the story that has come before. It's one massive reinterpretation. And the original hearers of the book of Acts were mostly insiders as well. So these people got all the subtle references. Now, we don't necessarily get all the subtle references, so that's what we're going to do this morning. Try to find some of those subtle references. Turn to Genesis 1, 2, and if you can, keep a finger in, Genesis, in Acts 2 as well. So in Genesis 1, 2, we see um, a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. A wind from God. And here in Acts 2-2, we see this sound like a wind, which we heard from some of you this morning. 
So at creation, when God's breath or the wind of God swept over the face of the deep, this, is, this comes to people's mind as they hear this wind. So what's the same? God's wind creates and breathes change in the creation story and now in the Pentecost story. Okay, in the Pentecost story, after the wind comes fire. When's another time that there was fire that didn't consume? You think of that? Burning bush, yeah. Yes. So if you want to look it up, that's Exodus 3, 2. The burning bush. And I think that's the next slide there. Um, but what's different now? These, these people are not being called out from one place in the Pentecost story, but instead they're being called both from and to every place on earth. And then they begin to speak in different languages in Acts 2, 4. Different languages. What does that remind you of? Babel. Yes, Babel. Except it's different now, isn't it? This one's turning the Tower of Babel on its head. Instead of building this tower of uniformity to feel strong, the people are being gifted with the unity that comes in diversity. They are being empowered by the Holy Spirit, whereas in the Tower of Babel story, they were trying to be powerful by use of structures. That's different, right? Okay, verse 5 in Acts 2 we see that they were, they were gathered in Jerusalem. They were gathered for Shavuot, or Pentecost in Greek. And that's the celebration of the first fruits of the wheat harvest. Now, in our new Pentecost story, the people are the first fruits of God's harvest. Yeah? So it's still that first fruits, still that harvest theme, but we're changing it up a little bit. We're reinterpreting it. And Shavuot was also the celebration of the giving of the law. And the law is seen, the law is celebrated as this sustaining guide for the people of God. And now, in this reimagination of Pentecost, we are celebrating the sustaining spirit. This spirit that helps us to interpret God's law and to guide us in God's law. Verse 7 in Acts 2 are not all these who are speaking Galileans. Galileans were seen as, we might say, country bumpkins. They were not the most respected among the people of God, perhaps given less respect than was their due. And sometimes you hear, everyone knows nothing good comes from Galilee. That's something we say sometimes. Well, here they are. We know Jesus came from Galilee, and now here are these Galileans speaking so that everyone can understand. They are the ones at work in this story. And then look at Peter's speech in Acts 2, 14 through 21. This is what, what Don delivered as Peter. And keep a finger there and turn to Joel 2, 28 through 32. Now, Joel comes after Hosea um, and before 
make sure I say this right, Amos, yes. I have to go through my whole books of the Bible song in order to find these Old Testament prophets. So Joel 2, 28 through 32. If you've got that, what do you notice? What do you notice between that and Acts 2, 14 through 21? It's, it's not actually meant to trick you. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. So Peter is not reinventing a speech here. He is, he's delivering something that the people who are listening already know. They know this scripture. They know its context. They know it was given by the prophet in the midst of crisis. They know that this prophecy changed the understanding of who could prophesy. That instead of it being a chosen few people, it was all genders, all ages, all classes who could prophesy. They knew that this scripture that was being quoted from Joel was originally meant to widen the interpretation of God's word. This text mirrors so much of what is familiar, but it reinterprets it in light of what God is doing. The observers are the insiders. And yet, this story is a story that opens up God's vision way beyond the insiders. These insiders understand everything that is being referenced. They hear its reinterpretation, and they're hearing, yes, all of that is important. And here, the Holy Spirit is empowering us to understand it in a whole new way. This new way is an opening up of everything that has come before. It's widening the tent of God's people. It's inclusive, not just of every nation, but of all genders, all ages, all classes. And it's the country bumpkins, the Galileans, who God is working through. Look a little bit at who all God worked through this morning already. If you see this visual, this was created over the last couple of weeks by the children ages 2 through grade 5. So most of the kids you see around you had a hand in creating all of this. And this sojourner's class provided our wind. And people who happened to sit in the balcony got to be our flames. And a lot of young families were our people speaking in tongues. The heart of this service didn't come from the pastors or from a chosen few. It came from the people in all of our collective diversity. Throughout the Bible, God's people reinterpret and reimagine scripture in a way that is broader, that broadens. That work continues today. We are living eschatologically. Peter says the time is now, not in some far-off time. We are in the time when God's Spirit is being poured out, when everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. 
Well, College Mennonite Church, you are a congregation of many insiders. You hear these words every week, you understand them, and God is opening it way up. God is doing a new thing. The Holy Spirit still reinterprets scriptures and further illuminates them. God is raising up new prophets and the young will see visions and the old will dream dreams. God's good news is to be shared by all in every language and in every class. We're in the middle of a time of change here in our congregation. We feel that, right? It's a, it's a sea change. And this passage doesn't tell us to throw out what has been. Remember that first song we sang, God of the Bible, God, you do not change. But instead, we reimagine it and we build upon what has been. We don't have to throw out who we have been to become a vibrant and diverse body of Christ, this body of Christ that God seems to be pointing us toward. It's not about rejection of our past. It's about prophetic imagination. Here's my hope for us. I hope that we sense the Holy Spirit's powerful work in our past, our present, and our future. Whether that work is disruptive like a violent wind, or if it's a gentle pouring out. And in all of that spirit work, I pray that we recognize the gift of who we have been and imagine what God is calling us to be. There's a prayer in your bulletin, and I invite you to pray that with me now. Generous God, you are mighty and powerful, ever creating and drawing us into your imagination. Reveal to us what you are doing right here, right now, that we might be a Pentecost people, flexibly moving with your spirit in the name of the one who has been and is and forever will be. Amen. Please turn in your blue hymnals to number 289. 289, filled with the Spirit's power. And if you are able, let's stand to sing.
At Shavuot, the people offered up the first fruits of their harvest. As a Pentecost people, we are now the first fruits of God's harvest. In our offering, we set the table for the holy feast of God. As we bring our offerings forward and set the table for communion, we will sing in your Sing the Journey book, Somos Pueblo Que Camina. Just want to note also, this is our Coins for Camp offering. It's our last um, gathering of that offering for this season. follow the liturgy that's printed in your order of worship for our communion service. So please follow that and the corresponding prompts that are also on the screen as we go through this communion service. Join me in the prayer of confession. O oh God, our creator, you created each of us in your image. For the times we have failed to see your image in others and in ourselves, forgive us. 
O God, our Redeemer, you lived, died, and rose again for the salvation of all creation. For the times we have been stingy with sharing your love, forgive us. O God, our sustainer, your active presence moves us toward your dream. For all the times we have dug in and pursued our own dreams instead of catching your creative wind, forgive us. Renew us with the waters of creation. Refresh us with the winds of your spirit and sustain us with the bread and cup of salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ, and for the sake of the new creation, we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, and always right to give you thanks and praise, Lord God. In your goodness, you created all things and gave them life. Therefore, we join our voices with the saints past, present, and to come, and all the company of heaven to praise your glorious name. Loving God, whose divine lungs exhaled the spirit into our world, your breath continues to transform our world. Before the earth was formed, your spirit swirled through voids and shadows. As humans were created, your air filled the lungs of Adam and the soul of Eve. This divine air continues to fill us up when our bones are dry and our spirits are sluggish. On this day of Pentecost, when we celebrate the breath of the Spirit coming upon the disciples, we invite your Spirit to come upon these elements. Make this meal awaken our sleepy hearts and stagnant souls. Animate 
the dreams and visions that have only been alive in our minds. As we share this meal, we remember our siblings in faith who came to this table in decades and centuries past, and our children who will surround this table in the future, all who pray as you have taught us. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive their debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The night before he died, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, Jesus gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Almighty God, in this remembrance of the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, we now celebrate the wonder of your grace. And so, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. The people come from the east and the west, the north and the south, to gather at the table in the kingdom of God. Come, taste and see God's goodness given freely for you. All who are able are invited to come forward to the circle to take communion. Ushers will give direction, inviting back rows to go first, to make your way to, down the two main aisles. If you would like to receive communion and are not able to come up the aisles, just raise your hand and servers will come and serve you there. If you are in the balcony, the ushers will assist you in knowing when it's time to receive communion from the servers in the balcony. And those not taking the bread and cup are invited to come up to me for a pretzel and a blessing.
Let's join together in the prayer of thanksgiving. Spirit of God, you have fed us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation. You have united us with Christ and one another and made us one with all your people in heaven and earth. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and walk in the resurrection of Christ our Savior. Amen. As we sing our sending song, all of you are invited to join in the wind and fire of Pentecost. We will have some scarves that you can dance with. There are plenty of streamers to dance with and wave around. And we also have some bubbles if you are a bubble blower. And you can come and blow some of those as well. Join in singing from Sing the Journey, Green Sing the Journey book, number 61, How Can We Be Silent? And the words are also projected up here if you want to be able to have your eyes up.
I invite you as you leave this space today to greet one another and offer words of welcome and peace to one another. God says, I pour my spirit out upon you. Now go and proclaim the good news in every language to all of the world. Amen.